0: Hello there, lovely listeners, and welcome back to a new year, a new season, and with that comes a new short. So if you're a new listener, shorts are our mini episodes. This is where Mick and I handpicked our favorite parts from previous episodes to give you a little taste. And in this short, we go back to episode 10, Clarity After the Party, uh, and we speak to Rebecca. Now, Rebecca in this part of the episode speaks really candidly about what it's like actually living on the run. Uh, and it's really informative. So hopefully uh, you get a bit out of it. And then if you do like it, go back and listen to the full episode. All right. Enjoy.
1: So I got out and I kept doing what I was doing. I got caught doing little things here and there and they, until eventually they um, I got involved in something quite, quite heavy and they said to me, well, looking at two years and I went, oh, my heart stopped and I went, what am I going to do? And I met a boy and we, you know, we were dating and stuff and we, I went on the run. That was it. I went into state and right. got clean. Mm.
2: So you went on the run and got clean. Yep. And you were living in a different state. Yeah. And then you had pending charges, you had a warrant. Yep. Yeah. And... What happened there? Like, how long were you on the run? Like, did you... Cause Nearly was, two years. Two years?
1: Nearly two years. Um, but I was only clean for probably 12 months of those two years. So I was mm. on the run in Melbourne. Mm. Um, and then it just started getting too hard. They were looking for me everywhere. So I went interstate, got clean. And that, they were still looking for me. They were driving my parents' bananas. And I was going crazy, to be honest, interstate. Because I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't... I was just locked in, like, a room. That's all, like, I really could do. And so I decided to come back. Hand myself in, which I did. They gave me bail and um, they gave me another cor- corrections order, believe it or not. Because I, I did urines for the whole 12 months to prove that I'd been clean for 12 months. Right. Prove that I was, you know, I'd changed my life. But being in Melbourne didn't last long.
2: And were you in contact with your parents and all that when you were on the run and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah you were in contact yeah. with people yeah, in Victoria at yeah. the time. Yeah.
1: Oh. yeah. The police had the weirdest sightings. I was in the weirdest places, supposedly. And what were you doing um, financially? Oh, so, my partner at the time, he worked. Yeah. So, he was a bricklayer. So we got by by his wages.
2: And do you move around a lot or are you using like a one, yeah? Yeah. Didn't stay anywhere more than three months. Move, three months, move. Just in one state or in multiple well,
1: states? Well, no, that's my, in Perth. We ended, up, we ended up, they found me in Adelaide. Yeah. So then we went to Perth and then we were all right there. How is life
2: on the run? It's crap.
1: It's yeah. not fun. Just because I was very well known. I had bright red hair. You couldn't miss me from a mile away. So I dyed my hair black to try and hide myself a little bit. And that it's not fun. It's a constant worry. Is that a cop car? Is that a cop car? Is that a police officer? Yeah. Mm. I didn't end up leaving my apartment in the end. And that's why I said I have to go back home because I can't live like this. I might as well be in jail. I'm just living in a box. Mm-hmm.
2: So you were willing to face, you were willing to come back and, and face the consequences and, and start your life that way again. And that would, if that was incarceration, then so be it.
1: Well, I had 12 months of clean thinking. So no, yeah. yeah, the brain was thinking a lot better by then. And I said, you know, I've had, I'm going to have to deal with it one day. I'm yeah. not going to be able to do it forever on the run like this. And I said, it's better sooner than later. So I called the police and said, I'm coming back and I'll be handing myself in. Just give me one night with my son and I'll, cause I thought that was it. I thought I was yeah. going, I didn't think I was going to get bail. I thought that was it. I was gone, but no, they gave me another chance. So they gave you another chance. They
2: gave you. They, so you you came back and you were clean. Then obviously for twelve months before yep, you came back. Yep. So you've, you 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 got that's part of your life sorted. You're, you're clean living. You're thinking cleanly. And you come back and you get and you get an order. Go back on an order.
1: Yeah. Go back on another order. Um, and it doesn't like take long until because my my ex partner used to also take drugs until we both fell back in the hole right. and it got really bad that time. Yeah. I didn't do I didn't do crime though, um, but not real bad stuff, just yeah, yeah, little things, um and yeah, just a constant on and off, and that's what was doing it really hard for me, so I would stay clean. I didn't have an issue with being clean when I was with my partner, but my partner kept relapsing, so right. i I would relapse too, because I just couldn't deal with him when he was on drugs, and I'm not, yeah, so and it was just a constant battle and
2: what drugs are we talking now at this stage? Just ice, just ice
1: yeah, he would never let me touch a yeah he's the one that got me like he's the one that like stopped me from taking it. Yep. He just said no more, like you're going to die.
0: Yeah. It's funny you say that, like, because community perceptions of drugs, they hold ice as the number one. I'm
1: telling you now, these days, GHB is the number mm. one. Mm. It's um pretty much everyone that's on the ice is on it. Yeah, It's a guaranteed high, that's why.
0: It's like walking a tightrope, I guess. It, it is, once a- when
1: you're on the ice, so it just, yeah. I, in the end, I used to inject and everything and it just, yep. just did nothing. Mm. It, was, it no longer served a purpose at all.
2: Do you look back and you? Do you look back now? Because um, we'll talk about where we are at the moment as well. We we'll get to where you're, where you're going really well now and, and where life is as well. So we, you're back. You're you're back in Melbourne. You're using again um, sporadically, on and off, as you say, and and that as well. But um, so you're on an order. You breached that.
1: Yeah, for me, it was more they wanted me to do rehabilitation, right? Um, and community hours. So I finished all the rehabilitation side of it, but I didn't finish the hours. But because I'd started working full time, they just converted the last of my hours to a fine. Yeah. Hmm. So where
2: is it, Rebecca, that it switches here? Like where do we get to the point where you you just go, enough is enough. Like I've got to change again. My ex.
1: Yeah. He's the one that he really snapped me out of it. So he just said, enough is enough. Like no more, can't do it anymore. And I was happy like being with him made me happy. So I didn't need it. 12 months now. 12 months ago. We're not together anymore, but everything's well. Everything's yeah. Everything's
2: good. Yeah. So when you broke up and all that, usually that would be, would that not be a trigger point to maybe to go, ah, uh, screw it and use again? Or was it the opposite this time you go, You know what? I've come uh, this back. The opposite, because every other
1: time it failed. Yeah. I'd use and go back. Yeah. I'd go back to a, a relationship that, you know, a, as much as we loved each other, we weren't good for each other. We're very yeah. toxic for each other. So it's, yeah. I went, you know what? It's... Same actions same results you've got to you know change the actions to get a different result, so so as you getting
2: older, you're getting more tired of like the like everything that it was that you had now it couldn't be could could couldn't be, be the worst thing ever <laughs> to you now because the when people listening thinking that's you know which is a interesting one like it, the people listening will be thinking, God, that sounds like you're saying like I lived a lifestyle like this and so forth, but really when you look back on it like that could be the worst thing now you'd you would never want to be ever ever in that, and that that was something that looked one way, but actually was the other. And that's
1: the problem. So someone like Mo himself, yeah. on the outside, it looks like I'm living the glorious life. It's the best, all this money, all these people, all these drugs, but it's, it's, it's full on. It's, you know, you're constantly got people who want what you have. They want to take it. You're dealing with absolute idiots mm.
2: all the time. It's not, it's not easy. Where are you at now in life?
0: And if you want to hear the rest of that episode, please go back to episode ten, "Clarity After the Party," um, which it's a great it's a great interview with uh, with Rebecca there, and she gives a really insightful um, point of view uh, for what she went through. Okay, we'll see you for a full episode next week, um, and please get in touch with us if you want to give us any feedback. Send your complaints to Mick Cronin and your compliments to Mark Wilson. That is all from me. Have a great week. See you then.